have briefly popped back into the curtain cubicle to give you a mini-sode or an update on the Lee Matthews case. Earlier this week, news broke that convicted murderer Donovan Woodley is applying for parole. Donovan was convicted for the kidnapping and murder of Lee, which was the subject of episode one of It Happened Here. So if you haven't yet done so, give that a listen so that you have a good idea of just how cold, remorseless and twisted Donovan is. Lee was kidnapped and killed in 2004 and Donovan was first convicted in 2005. This conviction was then upheld in several appeals over the years. He was sentenced to life plus 15 years for kidnapping and 10 years for extortion, which refers to the ransom that was paid. The last two counts, 15 for kidnapping, 10 for extortion, were to be served concurrently. In SA law, life is not a set number of years for all crimes, although there is minimum sentence lengths for specific types of crimes. So Section 51 of the South African Criminal Law Amendment Act prescribes that the minimum sentences for murder is 25 years, rape is 15 years, and robbery is 10 years. So effectively, Donovan should be facing 25 for murder and 15 for the other two counts for a total of 40, which I think I said in the last, in in episode one, should theoretically take him to 2044 or 2045. South African law further stipulates that a convict must be considered for parole at 25 years. That doesn't mean they get it, just that at 25 years the situation must be assessed. And I'm going to say a little bit more about that in a second. Rob actually inquired to the Department of Corrections. He asked about the possibility of parole and when he needed to start worrying about that. He was given a 2030 date which sort of makes sense to me. The date of sentencing is 2005, plus the 25 parole review, or whatever you want to call that, takes us to 2030. Well, today, in 2021, Donovan has served approximately 16 years of that time. So that's less than half of a 40-year sentence, and it's a solid nine years before he should be up for that automatic 25 review thingy. And all of this is why Lee's family were blindsided when they were suddenly asked if they would be participating in a mediation process with him as he's now being considered for parole. They hadn't even been told by the correctional department that this was coming up. It came to them via a journalist. Lee's family jumped into action. They kicked the news, uh, kicked the story into the news cycle through a press briefing that they hosted in conjunction with an organization called Women and Men Against Child Abuse. That name is a little misleading as I understand it. Their scope has grown since naming the organization. They also do work on victims, families, rights, etc. The briefing was live streamed on Facebook through the organization's fan page. And I've got an excerpt or two of that. I must say though that the sound quality isn't great. You can hear cameras clicking and whoever was filming is breathing pretty heavily. Anyway, I'll play a bit of that. Apologies for the sound issues. The first clip is how he and his family feel about what a life sentence should mean. My family and I thought, well, you know, that's great because we've now got somebody that's taken off the streets. And in the old South Africa, there was a thing called the death penalty. And we don't subscribe to the death penalty. I think there are too many problems around that area. But what we do believe is that if somebody gets life, they have to be, it has to be 
a responsible sentence and that sentence has to be carried out. There can't be loopholes found along the way to achieve the KRAs of correctional services. The next clip is in response to a question from a journalist. Rob is talking about how Donovan, who he refers to by a surname, Mudley, has never given a full account of his crimes. I see that as part of rehabilitation. That rehabilitation it embraces a number of aspects. And then one aspect that for us as a family that is still missing is what happened during those 12 days and who else was involved. Because if you read the judgment, the judge is very clear that this was not a crime undertaken by Woody himself. And the place where they found his body was staged, and that was borne out by experts in the field. And so to this day, we are still in limbo. There's no answers that have been forthcoming. There's been drivel that has been spewed out in terms of ways that I can try and get myself a better sentence. But there's been no fact. And then finally, the last clip um, that I'm going to play is about how Donovan has frustrated the justice system for years. And then we went through, and, and there was a court hearing, and then uh, Woodley found that uh, this, you know, he had some problems with that. Do you know that up until 2018, that was the last appeal that Woodley made. He was fighting this all the way from 2005. To 2018, not once admitting guilt, not once admitting remorse, but finding a way through the justice system. Do you know he studied his LLB? And that studying of his LLB had nothing to do with helping anybody else other than himself to find a way out of his predicament. So the roller coaster ride goes on and on and on. Rob, Lee's family, and women and men against child abuse are essentially asking that the parole system be clarified and that um, there be specific regulations put in place so that victims of these situations can be uh, notified so that they can participate in and object to the process as needed. Lee's birthday, um, as well as the 17th anniversary of her death, is coming up next month, July 2021. And one of the things that really moved me in this set of press conferences and interviews that they did when this news broke was Rob talking about how they celebrate her birthday every year. They bring together a small gathering of family and also her friends and talk about her. And he says, it's always bittersweet seeing her friends and other people who are her age building their lives. Of course, we are happy for them, but it makes us sad thinking about what her life could have been, he said. Mandy Weiner is a very well-known journalist here, who, among other things, has done brilliant crime reporting generally, and on this case in particular. She spoke to Rob directly in a radio interview, and he said to her during that, the process of the parole hearing seems murky. We'd like to see it become more transparent, which puts people under pressure to ensure that there's more accountability. And that takes me to the point that I sort of 
flagged earlier about doubt on those years. So another source that I read cast this doubt. It said that the 25-year review applies if, big if, they haven't already been paroled after the lesser sentence is completed. And that makes no sense to me. It's like saying, if you get life for murder and 10 for robbery, you serve the 10 for robbery and walk. It seems to erase the larger or more significant charge. That's the kind of confusing information that I think Rob is referring to when he says it's murky. The latest update that I have seen comes from the Department of Corrections, who have said that Donovan would not be getting his parole hearing on the date that was originally raised, but they haven't specified if he would still be in the process. And I think this is going to be an unfolding story that we'll come back to. I will let you know once we have any more details. Thanks for joining me on this mini update.